0: okay welcome back to the with Joe EB podcast this was actually a, a bit more of an impromptu unplanned session uh recording on the ways school is like prison because it's just dawned on luke we're discussing Naval Ravikant's concepts and that the similarities between school and prison and it just kind of overcame you so luke start start with you what what jumps at you at the moment when you think about the links between school and prison what comes to mind
1: well, the only the the core sort of link is when you think about going to the playground or going to going to lunch and how everyone's separated in their own little groups. So you know that this could be potentially the I don't know the cool group or so it's all or this is this group they hang out with each other. It's all sort of well established within a certain period of time. So I just when when we started talking about it before, that was the first thing that sort of dawned on me was.
0: So one thing is the is the click dynamic, like whose crew are you in, and that sort of Mm. that's so that's one thing. All right, let's let's see how many we can actually identify. Um, Do you know? Do you think of any other links?
1: What about punishment when you punishment when you're in trouble or detention?
0: Detention. Yep. Yep. For doing something out of line. The penalty of misbehavior with the system is further isolation normally. Or or uh, like make up work. And that's detention detention is confiscation of free time normally after school lunchtime something like that mm. so it's a confiscation of privileges so that's two what else what else is similar between prison and school i've thought about this so much so it's fun to just watch this thread unravel
1: <laughs> well i don't know how pr- prisons structured to tell you the truth but the very rigid. Yes, the disclaimer sort of process. is Luke
0: and I are just purely going off Hollywood for our impression of prison. <laughs> yeah, but, it's exactly but, right. But, but go on.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I imagine it would be very, very structured, um, in terms of what you can and can't do. And I just yep. think you think back at school, it's a little bit like that. Even though, look, it's not that. It's not horrible but you just withhold withhold judgment
0: on the horrible nature of it and start with the yeah, let's yeah, start with the similarities. Okay. So the third thing is that is the highly uh, rigid structured nature of it. It is highly highly structured. Okay? That's the third one. I'm going to invite you to keep going. Mm. So the structures in terms of, you know, you start at this time, you got to sit here for this period. Everything, everything's timed. Yes.
1: Those three are pretty much what I can come up with off the top of my head.
0: Okay. Good. All right. I'm sure well, you've got four. Three, to three is. <laughs> and to Joe.
1: <laughs>
0: the third one is quite the, a broad one that you could break into all these other very specific examples of it, right? So that the bells, for example. For me, when I look mm. at the bells, I, I actually get a funny feeling looking back now. Um. Excuse me. Uh, the, uh, the fourth I'd say is, yeah, the eating time, you know, this is when you eat, this is where you sit (laughs) 10 minutes of sitting, then you can go play in the yard. Um, that's a bit, that's a bit full on, uh, for me, the, the authority figure kind of dynamic teachers of the guards, (laughs) you know, it's not that you don't have, sometimes you just have a nice relationship with them anyway, but they're enforcers. You have to do what they Mm. say. Um, for better or for worse, even not it? defies logic. In this little system, they are the, they're the guards, they're the watchers. They can issue punishments. They can progress you, hold you back. Uh, you know all that sort of stuff. Um, what else is there? I mean, the uniform, number six. Not everywhere has a uniform, but you know a lot of a lot of places do. The uniform is an interesting concept. It was, uh, you know. <laughs> You think about a lot of the things that uniform accomplishes is the removal of individuality. Um, There might be positive parts of the uniform too, like everyone's the same. So open to that interpretation. So that's six. Uh, What else? I mean, needing permission to go to the bathroom, for me, is just almost inhuman. Um, You know, controlling someone's right to go relieve themselves is very interesting. Uh, Third, there's a sentence. So it's not merit-based. You've got a sentence. So, sorry, not third, eighth. I'm on the second hand. But, you know, everyone's sentence is the same uh, at school. Whereas in prison, it's like proportionate, supposedly proportionate to something you've done. Um, At school, everyone's given the same sentence.
1: What What do you... Well, that's a lot, but (laughs) what do you think happens in the absence of that sort of structure, especially for kids developing through that period of of their life?
0: Okay. Let me take a step back from those eight things, and I'm confident there's more, and and say, say something else first. This is a very sad thing that I realized the other day when talking to Gilly, literally a week ago from probably this exact minute, actually, which is very funny. Because he was talking to a 30-year-old man, poor guy, had been in prison. Lovely young man, but he'd been in prison for some sort of crime. And he was struggling to reintegrate into society. And that is probably similarity number nine. People find it harder to leave prison than go in, is what this guy said. And come back to the 18 and lost effect. There's this conditioning to be used to the structure of school, right? And people struggle with it. I get eighteen-year-olds uh, and all these people that I, you know, I talk to because we obviously offer alternate education. Me, Byron, Scott, all these people, the book, right? And they can't keep a tie A lot of them can't keep a time, can't keep a schedule. They have no like routine because they got to create their own routine. They don't know what they're doing, so they just hop into something. They don't think. They don't have they haven't been cultivated the ability to think. They want to go back to the control. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption, the movie? I have, yeah. Yep. So you know that there's the old guy Brooks. I don't know if you remember that character. He's I he's do, a yeah. very old man, he's been in prison like pretty much his entire life. And they're releasing him. His time's up. And he's his tray he pulls out a knife one day in the library because he was the librarian. And he goes, no, you know, he's trying to do a crime, so he stays.
1: No, uh, that was a heartbreaking scene. It's heartbreaking,
0: I right? It. He wants to stay because he's scared. And out in the world, he doesn't find his way. And then obviously, spoiler alert, so block your ears if you haven't seen the movie, but he kills himself. Right? Right? And then Morgan Freeman's character leaves and he's almost going down that same kind of trajectory. He lives in the same apartment as Brooks. He works the same job and he's struggling and and he's just left behind. This is why so many of those people are trying to go back. That's why repeat crimes is such a big deal. A lot of them long to go back because they've been conditioned for it. Now, the thing that struck me when I was talking to, to Gilly about this is I was thinking to myself, why is prison the part of the outside world that most reflects school?
1: Say that again, Joe. Sorry. Why is
0: prison, in other words, there is nothing in the outside world that reflects the environment of school as much as prison does? There's
1: nothing... It's not similar at all. In terms of, I'm the saying the
0: prison is more like school than the workforce is like school. Mm. Prison is more like school than I don't know. Family life is like school. Prison is more like school than university is like school. Why is prison the thing that's fucking most similar to school?
1: It's a very good question.
0: I acknowledge and I'll put a grain of salt in here that for a lot of people um, and a particular point in time, the modern version of school is salvation. So this is the, you have to give the other side, right? For a lot of people, it is an actual salvation. Like, you know, the illiterate classes, I don't know, but you know, it was still created at a time of the industrial revolution to actually just create this obedience. It's I don't know, it's still not, but it's obviously taken a lot of people out of maybe... It's taken a lot of people away from abusive homes and given them an escape. Um, I don't know, given them some sort of skills that they can then access a, a certain job and then financially liberate themselves from a bad situation, maybe move up some social classes, I don't know. But, I don't know, to me, it's not... I just... I can't unsee the uh, I don't know there's a very criminal side of it there's a very criminal there's some part of it which is a little bit like criminal like I just don't understand how we can continue to have this environment where people are basically you know patrolled and patronized as a system for more than ten years And to say it's in the name of education and giving them a better life. Like, fucking seriously. Like, when when are we going to wake the fuck up?
1: It's funny you say that, but I never once thought about it in that. And exactly. Like, it's just accepted as normal. Exactly. I never had that negative mindset about school at all. No. Um. I still look back on my time at school. Hey, I had a good time. I enjoyed time. it overall. I had a good time. No, no, no. Time. I, 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 see what you're saying in terms of the structure. Yeah, it, it makes sense. But when it's normal and when no one thinks about it like that, it's just going to keep. It's just going to keep going because it's your environment and everyone else does it. And here's
0: the problem: we, we human beings are not good at looking at things and what we call field independence right which is if i show you a piece of art your interpretation of whether it's a good piece of art is normally like i don't know you compare it to something else other pieces of art if i say this house is worth 3 million you try and figure out if is it really worth 3 million and to do that you look at the house next door mm. we compare things by contrast mm. that's the way we do it the way stocks are valued the way companies are valued the way properties are valued is all by contrast there's nothing intrinsic about this property and the way it was built and all that that creates this formula of value. So you need to understand that. And it's, it explains why, I don't know if this is accurate, but explains, uh, I think Charlie Munger might have put this once in Poor Charlie's Almanac, explains why, you know, you look at, say, a, a girl or a, or a guy who chooses a partner that's bad for them and they had a bad father growing up. So it's like, why does that girl choose bad guys as boyfriends when she had a bad father? Shouldn't she know better? And the truth is, that's not the way the girl's looking at it. The girl is comparing a figure to her father. But also replacing the love she thinks she deserves. All right? We accept the love we feel we deserve. Now come back to school and like, yeah, but you and I had a good time. I, I fucking thrived at school. There's few people who benefited from school more than I did. Yet here I am. And the reason is... We don't compare it to what it could be. We compare it to what has been before, or what alternatives we have now.
1: That's that's the key distinction. That is
0: the distinction. So don't give me this fucking that you know. What would you do? What are the alternatives? The best way to fucking predict the future is to invent it. And it's for people to get off their fucking ass, and make something, and not write more tweets and not write angry journalism articles and not go to the teachers and, and I don't know, like blaming teachers and blaming principals. Um, we, comp- we, we have a fundamental, as Peter Till said, right, Luke, a failure to imagine an alternative future. Hmm. A failure to imagine an alternative future. So, yes, maybe this is cynical, Maybe I've been in some echo chamber too long that's warped my perspective. I don't know. But I do not, I will not be able to unsee for quite some time what we've discussed in this episode as these incredible similarities between school and prison.